Hi folks, you're listening to the Abandoned America podcast and I'm your host, Matthew Christopher. Today's episode is a short one, a small bean, where we're going to be talking about the abandoned neighborhood of Lincoln Way near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There are some pretty wild stories of a terrifying monster that drove residents from their homes, and we're going to take a look at whether or not they're true. Spoiler alert, they're not. You folks should know me by now, I'd rather tell you the honest history of a real forgotten place than a bunch of campfire stories for kids. Ghost and monster stories may taste better, but they're less filling. There's not a ton of info on this place, but what there is gives a pretty poignant insight into how a thriving black community consisting of about 40 homes winds up vacant. If it's your first time listening to the podcast or you just forgot, you can visit the show notes for links to my website, Abandoned America, where you can find photos of the places we're talking about, support the podcast on Patreon and vote for what episodes come next, or read the transcript of the essay portion of the show. New episodes of the podcast air every two weeks and delve into the fascinating and haunting backgrounds of some of the most interesting abandoned places I visited. So be sure to subscribe if you don't want to miss any. All right, let's do this. Nestled away at the bottom of a hill in Clareton, the eerie little abandoned neighborhood of Lincoln Way had, in its later years, become an attraction for urban explorers and vandals. Consisting of about 30 to 40 abandoned homes, speculation on the internet about the reason that the homes were abandoned ran wild, and came to be unfortunately defined by an entirely fabricated and honestly kind of ridiculous story of a beast of Lincoln Way terrorizing the residents. The beast was supposedly black-furred and as big as a horse. It dined on house pets and bumped and scraped on homes, which terrified residents to the point that they all fled. The fact that there is no supporting evidence in terms of newspaper accounts or former residents mentioning it seems like a pretty big red flag that this is just goofy internet lore, but, you know, people believe what they want to believe, facts be damned. If some sort of beast that wasn't just a bear was terrorizing my neighborhood, I'd be talking to everyone who had listened to me about it, but whatever. The reality is a bit more mundane and melancholy. While the history of Lincoln Way is hard to uncover, in part because of the aforementioned monster stories, the first reference I can find to it in local newspapers is in the 1910s. According to an excellent and informative piece on Grounded, one of the few recent articles that actually seems to have spoken with former residents to try and present an account based around facts, Lincoln Way was a vibrant black community inhabited by a bustling enclave of large families that relied on each other. The street was home to a church and several stores. A butcher shop supplied meat from livestock raised behind homes and gardens and orchards fed the residents. Part of the reason the neighborhood needed to have its own infrastructure was the appalling segregation in the nearby communities. Former resident Mildred Reed notes in her interview with Grounded, We couldn't just go to the soda fountain in the nearby white community of Wilson. They wouldn't serve us. We had to be self-sufficient. Even so, a separate neighborhood couldn't always provide protection. One incident in 1925 described by the Pittsburgh Courier as one of the most brutal crimes committed in the history of Clareton occurred when four police officers called to check on a resident suffering from dementia decided that the best way to deal with the situation was to throw tear gas through his window, savagely beat him, handcuff him, and throw him down the stairs headfirst in front of his wife, shoot him in the hip, and then claim it was because he had shot at them. 
The police officers were charged with felonious assault and battery, but were acquitted as the man was quote-unquote attempting to resist arrest. Much of the news about the area is fairly routine. News items from Lincoln Way mention auto accidents, funerals, business ads, rooms for rent, church announcements, sheriff sales, and so forth. One standout incident in 1932 was the arrest of two men who had been carrying out numerous bombings that had destroyed both life and property at a traffic stop at Lincoln Way. At the time of the arrest, they were in a truck with a 35-pound bomb and were believed responsible for a blast that destroyed a 40-room apartment nearby. It's important to note that both men lived approximately 20 minutes away from Lincoln Way and weren't residents. There were other periodic crimes and incidents as well, like an 18-year-old boy accidentally shooting his 13-year-old brother, or a man shooting another over a woman. But they seem relatively infrequent and not particularly noteworthy overall. Tracing an incident or business in the neighborhood can be extremely difficult, however, because the Lincoln Highway that runs through the state, including the nearby borough of White Oak, is also referred to as Lincoln Way, and it can be nearly impossible to differentiate them in newspaper articles. Men who lived at Lincoln Way primarily worked at Carnegie, Illinois Steel, later renamed Clareton Works, which was across the street from the entrance to the community. Pollution from coke production was a part of everyday life at Lincoln Way. Clareton Works is still listed as one of the top polluters in the area, fined repeatedly for emissions including acrid sulfur dioxide, which irritates the eyes, nose, and throat, and smells like a lit match. As years went on, children who grew up in Lincoln Way left for other areas and husbands who work at the mill died, leaving widows as Lincoln Way's primary remaining population. When these elderly residents passed away or were moved to nursing homes, often their belongings were left behind. The effect of a growing number of abandoned homes was devastating to a community already struggling to entice new residents. The last house was vacated in 2012, though vandalism and theft from others was already a problem at that point. In the years that followed, houses were subject to further abuse, including a fire caused by arson three months after I visited Lincoln Way in 2015 that consumed many of the homes. It had become a popular spot with urbex photographers, and his interest in its past grew, so too did spooky stories and myths about the red-eyed monster that drove residents from their home, something that the people who actually lived in the community thought was asinine. The police considered the street a nuisance, and in 2017 to 2018 it was torn down. Current plans are to build another housing community in its place, although if the problems with pollution aren't remedied, you have to wonder how successful the plans will be. As of 2013, no work appears to have been done on site. In its final days, Lincoln Way was indeed an eerie post-apocalyptic street. Grimy blinds fluttered in broken windows, toys and mauled stuffed animals lay strewn about the yards of the houses, and the possessions of the former residents were scattered throughout homes as though some great tragedy had taken place there. The reality of the neighborhood's abandonment is less sexy and salacious than the ghost stories that inevitably seem to follow derelict locations, but I always find the truth, as best I can discern it at least, to be more satisfying and respectful. Lincoln Way was a home for many people, at least initially a place where a black community thrived and was able to find fellowship and acceptance that they were denied in surrounding neighborhoods. As best I can tell, it was abandoned when the young people that lived there grew up and decided to find homes that were in other, less polluted areas, and the elderly residents died or were moved to assisted care facilities. My time there was in the final days of that community, once everyone was gone but the echoes of what they had still remained. 
That alone, to me, was something well worth visiting and documenting before it vanished forever. That is it for the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to all your friends, and stay up all night listening to every other episode back to back, over and over, until you can't stand the sound of my voice. Also, you can check out my gallery of photos from Lincoln Way and show notes on my website, abandonedamerica.us. And you can visit patreon.com abandonedamerica to support the podcast. I have a bunch of really neat perks for people who do, and plus I really appreciate it. I'd like to thank everyone who already does so, with a special thank you to supporters Peter E., Jen D., Harry G., Donna B., L. M., Mary Lynn D., Alexander F., and Steve M. Can't do it without you folks. Music in the essay portion of the episode was by Scott Buckley, and you know what? That's it for now. What do you think? Did a scary monster really drive all the people out of town? If you think so, be sure to not let me know, because you're wrong. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm your host, Matthew Christopher, and you've been listening to Abandon America.